Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today is the owner of Mint Wave Radio Station and Raising Vibrations Podcast Network, helping coaches and therapists build their business online and get their message heard. Welcome to the show, Karen Roberts. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, That was a very brief introduction about yourself. Can you please tell the listeners more about you and what you do and how you help? Well, I suppose it started from lockdown. This isn't quite where I planned to be. I put on an online summit with 20 coaches, giving their perspective from a physical, mental or spiritual perspective. Mm. And I found that I just really enjoyed it. I'm genuinely curious about why they're doing what they're doing and what they're doing to help and what tools they have in their toolbox. And on the back of that, I mean, we had nothing to sell. That was just to try and lift people's spirits. I was approached by the owner of Midwave Radio Station, said, do you want a show? And I just went, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, really didn't know what I was doing in the beginning, but continued on that theme. And as I was interviewing, I've been doing it over two years now, I just found that there was quite often a common theme. A lot of the coaches, especially the more healers, I mean, I was interviewing people from, or I am interviewing people from the conventional to the more woo-woo, which is why my show is called A Coffee with Karen, A Cup of Positivity, with just a sprinkling of woo-woo. And I found that a lot of the therapists, although they were really passionate about what they do, they were struggling to actually get clients because they were very good at giving and not so good at receiving. So my background when I left the fitness industry, because so I come from a very different industry uh, in coaching, um, I left in 2016 to join a coaching team for an online education company. So I was selling high-ticket coaching programs. So I learned the process. I thought, well, I can help them with that. So I created my academy around that to help them navigate through the process. And then secondly, the the other thing was they were all doing different things. <laughs> you know, a coach, like you're a relationship coach. Yeah. Somebody else was helping people, I don't know, that have gone through a divorce, men over 40. And then this woman was focusing on women going through the menopause. And I thought, well, No one is actually in competition with each other because they're all solving different problems. I don't know why we we should collaborate more. And I had this idea of creating a directory really for the public as well to come and find the right fit for them because where do you go, you know, whatever problem you have or whatever – help you need, how do you find the right coach for you? You can scan through Google for hours looking for that, couldn't you? Exactly. So I wanted to create a platform for that to happen. I didn't know how I was going to do it. And then I got a message from the owner of the station saying, oh, he's packing it in once the contract's run out. Did I want it? And, uh, And this was literally 10 days after I had announced it in a Facebook Live. 
Right. So <laughs> I went, yeah, great. This is the perfect add-on. Now we have a platform for not just, you know, some people just want to be a guest, right? And others, you know, there's definitely, you know, there's, John, there's so many different ways of getting your message out there and getting clients. Some write books, mm. some co-author books, which is one way. Some want to do podcasts, start a podcast. So this was just the sort of final piece of the puzzle. So, okay, if you want that, there you go, you can have that. So rather than offering a one-size-fits-all, it's what do you want? Do you want to come and be a guest to get your message heard? Do you want to have your own show? Do you need help to go through it? Do you need help with the tech and the boring stuff? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's how it came. Therapists and coaches actually having their own shows on, on the radio station as well. Yeah. Well, we so because radio is just audio, right? It goes out at a day and a time, and that's it. It's gone forever. So we also create their own personally branded podcast channel okay. within our network, so that they've got somewhere that you can see previous um, shows. So yeah. it's sort of become this complete package now. So people do the show, and then you put the show onto that vibration, raising vibrations podcast. Yeah, well, they have their own podcast channel, so they have their own thing. Yeah, so it's a bit of a mix. (laughs) It's just sort of grown organically. But people can come to you. They can work on their business with you as a a coach, I guess, as well. But also they can, like, spread out their um, kind of knowledge and and put their stuff out into the world by having their own podcast as well. Yeah, and we have a directory. We have our old directory of coaches. So we've got about 27 on them at the moment. The goal is 100, so the people can come and see what they do, mm-hmm. get a bit of, there's an intro video on each one, and find, yeah, who would be the right fit for you nice. before they go out and and then they can contact them. Yeah, awesome, cool. So what you, so you were in the fitness industry before that, you said. What, what, what was the shift for you as far as that was concerned? Because I'm always interested, I think it's a good thing for the listeners too, because you know, I get a, a bit of feedback from people that they're all, that they get from the guests that it's always good to hear that people have pivoted, or even myself has pivoted. I was a firefighter, I was a PT, I was all man, a manner of different things, and it was it's always I think it always interested for people to go, okay, how do I pivot if I'm in a profession or doing something I don't really like or I want to change my direction? I think it's really good that they get lots of examples of how people have done that and see that actually it's very possible. How, what made you make that decision to sort of move away? Well, partly age. <laughs> I mean, I was 25 years in, so I taught very high energy classes in the city. Um, I owned my own fitness studio in the Algarve for eight years. Okay. Came back about 10 years ago and still teaching. And I was a sports therapist as well. So very physically demanding job, very mm-hmm. much, you know, you're, you're trading time for money. And, well, you know, as a PT, it's less strenuous, although mentally draining. Actually doing the sort of high energy stuff yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just like, how long can I keep this up? You know, I'm not getting it's any younger. How can you do? <laughs> exactly. When I gave up, I was doing 17 a week. Um, you know, and I was I burnout. I would, mm. you know, to admit it, yeah. I had, and I think I'd gone through burnout a few times in my career. Okay. 
And so I was used to, motiv- you know, that was my passion. I like to motivate people, want to inspire them to do better in, in whatever. So it was the natural next step was to be a coach. I wanted to be a speaker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was interesting because I thought that's what I wanted. Right. And then so I shifted to being in this chair completely online. Yeah. My physical fitness went downhill because I was no longer expected to be at this gym at this time and yeah. be there for that, where obviously I'd turn up because, of you know, okay, I'm being paid, but also you can't let 50 people down that are waiting in the studio for you. Yeah. So that was really quite a humbling experience because I realised that, I had totally taken it for granted for a quarter of a century that, you know, well, I'll just turn up to do the workout. And all of a sudden, I'd lost that accountability. Uh, I didn't have to be there at that time. And so then I was being just as complacent as a lot of people, (laughs) making excuses as to why I couldn't go to the gym at that time, Um, which was a real eye-opener because that's a long time of my life in that industry. Yeah. Yeah, I I can kind of relate to that because I used to be an athlete. I ran for Great Britain when I was in my late teens and early 20s. So from the age of 16, 17, I was training probably five, six, seven times a week at some occasions. Then I went in to do a little bit of bodybuilding with my fitness coach at the time when I finished training. I played a bit of rugby and and then I was in the fire brigade for 12 years. So I was kind of keeping my fitness up for that. And then when I kind of decided not to do that anymore, and I had a shift in my dynamics as well around why I was trying to keep fit all the time uh, through some coaching that I had. And again, I fell in exactly the same space. I just wasn't exercising and I couldn't get myself back out into getting the routine going. And it was a real shock to the system for like 30 probably 25 30 years getting on I was training every week four or five times a week and it was just what do I do what am I doing yeah no that that, well that's exactly how I was and it was it was a bit of a shock because I didn't expect it and that just goes to show that you know I my program had been running but I was I had to there wasn't there wasn't any decision around it I couldn't procrastinate about it I had to be there yeah and all of a sudden having that taken away my choice obviously but it that was just really interesting for me to understand what the hell's going on here yeah Yeah. Yeah, definitely I exactly the same I had to go to the I had to keep fit um and I put that pressure on myself and it became a chore and a, and a bit of a grind rather than actually really enjoying it. And I think that's where my, then now I find it a, a real difficulty to get back into a regular routine. Cause after being in a routine for a little while, my brain goes up, oh, but this is becoming a bit of a grind again. Mm, yeah. Uh, but bizarre because I mm. loved what I did. I mean, totally. I loved it with an absolute passion, but mm. so couldn't understand mind you I was more I enjoyed the class environment yeah and then I couldn't find oh if I was in one gym well hang on a minute I want to do body pump at this time and not this time if it didn't have it on my schedule it was like oh yeah. <laughs> do I fit it in and then I just don't bother yeah, yeah. <laughs> I realized that I'm actually quite lazy left uh, to my own devices which was again another mm. oh <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, very similar. I've I've realized that I was on autopilot 
I just did and did and did and did and did. And then when I actually could could take, I just decided to give my office <laughs> to take a step back. I realised you don't really want to do much, do you? <laughs> oh, terrible! But yeah, what a realisation! <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. So you made that change. You um, you decided that enough was enough as far as that was concerned. And then how did you switch that over into what you're doing now? Um, I went along to um, um, my first, I suppose, if experience of being at an event and it was to be, it was a speaker training. Right. And at the time, you know, I, what did I know about computers? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I spent my life in a gym, in a studio. Yeah. Um, so I had no clue as to how I would start to create my own program and I was approached in fact it was somebody that I that was in the audience that was a, a another attendee having a coffee yeah. and they introduced me to it was a an affiliate program high ticket affiliate program and it was like oh go the easy route okay. yeah I don't have to create my own I can sell theirs and just uh, make a commission okay yeah. so yeah I went the route of less <laughs> least resistance uh, which was great yeah, I guess because I learned a lot and I was invited onto the coaching team. So yeah. I learned about the whole process behind the scenes. And, you know, I didn't come from a sales background, but I learned the process mm. and I understood it. And I found I was pretty good at it because right. I think it did link back to my fitness coaching. I was also a UK national assessor for Les Mills. So yeah. I was used to, you know, help you know showing them how they can do better mm -hmm. and knowing how to not you know how to praise them rather even if they you know things weren't going well but how to leave them making them feel good and giving them some recommendations on what they can do to do better mm -hmm. so that went really well until you know totally out of my control the company shut down okay. and I thought right Again, that's a problem with selling other people's programs or mm. network marketing. Things happen, companies shut down. And, and I thought, right, never again am I going to be put in that position. Okay, now I will create my own. Right. But then, of course, lockdown and that changed everything because I went and because I thought <laughs> I thought I should go back to my roots, which was fitness and wellness. Yeah. And I retrained in nutrition, studied the ketogenic diet for therapeutic purposes okay. and studied the benefits of fasting, <clears throat> autophagy, and was about to launch a speaking career on that. Wanted to do live events because, again, my background teaching felt that's where I used to loved it. In front of those people. Yeah, in front of people. It's the energy. I realise now that it's the energy. Um, that's why personal training, even though it was – you get paid better. I had quite a big personal try. I had a couple of trainers, but I personally didn't get the same, you know, better pay, but I didn't enjoy it as much yeah. because I was, I realized now I wasn't getting the energy from group. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't about the money. Yeah. <laughs> the more energy I gave, actually I got from it. I got back from it. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah I realized I wanted to be in that live environment in group and uh I did my first <laughs> speaking engagement in the November and then obviously we all know what happened the following year sort of February so yeah. that's when I pivoted 
and I, you know, and, it, and I totally, it was just things that happened. I put that summit on. I was asked to have a show. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll figure it out. And then it was through talking to people, I realised, oh, well, I can help with this. And so it just sort of boom, boom, it went, fell into place. Mm. It wasn't really a plan, <laughs> if I'm oh, honest. No, I guess, but to, to, to put that kind of event together, I mean, I did one, again, just lockdown. I was supposed to run it in London. It was in the May of 2020. And then obviously we went into lockdown, so I took it online. And I just had five speakers there for the day. And that was uh, that was kind of enough trying to get people to t- turn up and get them talking about and try and get an audience in and all kind of stuff like that but to put 20 speakers on was it sounds like a bit of a feat it it, I mean it was I mean it was a total learning curve but I think that being part of it it was for my own again (laughs) I'm a bit selfish (laughs) it was for my own mental health I think I needed something to focus on and I don't know something to offer but it actually helped me too. Well, I could kind of got you then the gig on the radio, right? So yeah, yeah. So it just it, it just naturally sort of fell into place. So I yeah, I do think that's obviously what I'm here to do. Mm. I'm I like to create. I'm holding space. That's what I feel like I'm doing. I'm holding space for these people, and I'm genuinely curious. You know, it, it fascinates me too. I'm all about energy, and I've learned so much from all these amazing people who are doing amazing things um and it fits in with what i love and what i'm about so i'm learning all the time and hopefully i'm helping them too yeah it sounds like sounds like you are for sure i mean it's, it sounds like what you're doing so far has has got got some definitely got some legs yeah <laughs> <laughs> me and my bright ideas yeah <laughs> Well, you know, like you, like I said, yeah, if you hadn't done the the uh, the seminar thing with all the speakers, then again, you wouldn't be where you are now. So you need yes. to you need to try these things. That you need to put yourself out there and have a go and see how it goes and get where it gets on and see where it leads to. And that's and that is it. I think that is the lesson: is you've got to try. You've just got to go and do it. Mm. Um, and if it's not right, if it doesn't feel right, there's nothing wrong in that. People see it as a failure. It's not a failure. It's okay. That's not the right thing for you. Go and try something else, but keep trying mm. because well, none of us know, you know, my, my, I've got two daughters. They still don't know what they want to do yeah. in life. I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, yeah. I didn't get trained in the fitness till I was not the, the sort of sports therapy. And I think I was 25 when I, when I got my diploma finally. Yeah. Um, so, so I was an older student. It's mm. like you don't have to have it all figured out. Do any of us? No, Come on, no, I'm going to be 51 not. this year, and yeah. I'm still figuring it out. Well, me too. I mean, I'm 52, and I, I still, <laughs> I'm still kind of tweaking and playing with around the edges to see what's see what different things. I'm even thinking of being, going back to being a PT, um, right? Just again, because I just like doing it, and it's just, just another thing that I've really enjoyed doing it in the past, and. And I'm thinking, you know, what? Well, maybe I should retrain and and do that as a like a, on the side type jobby thing, just to kind of mix my day up a little bit, mix my life up. Yes. So you know, and do something a bit different. Um, but again, I, yeah, I, I was 33 when I first started training as a therapist, and then I was 42, 41, 42 when I started training as a coach. So you know, it's just about finding your way through that and and keeping like you said developing yourself as a person but developing your ideas and moving things forward and finding your way 
Yeah, totally. And I think that is a massive lesson for everybody because they, you know, so many people do think, oh, you know, it's too late. No, it's never too late. It's ne never, never, never too late. There's always, you know, I, I can't imagine a time where, where I won't be learning something new. Um, and yeah, you can change at any point, can't you? I, will I do this forever? Who knows? Yeah. I'm sure it will evolve. And I think that's, again, one of the things that definitely keeps me interested in life as well is is learning all the time. And, I, and like you said, I, there's there's nothing I'm always I mean, I'm always reading something on my phone or a, like an article trying to kind of bit. But obviously the podcast that I do, I pick a topic every couple of weeks and try and learn about that in more detail if I don't know enough about it already and do a little podcast about it. Um, it's all about kind of refreshing my mind and hopefully, you know, that will keep me going into old age. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'll admit, <laughs> I, I'm not a reader. I, I'm all. Thank goodness for Audible. I love it. <laughs> right. yeah. no, I'm not a reader. I just like articles. I'm, I'm not a great book reader. I mean, I mean, that's why I wrote my book. When I wrote my book, I wanted it to be something that people can read and put down, and probably complete it in two or three days because I wanted it to be very succinct and something that people can relate to, rather than having to put too much stuff into it, which people need to think about too much really because I'm not much of a reader myself and I wanted it to sound like like an audible book really that someone's talking to me mm. and I can take something away from it pretty quickly um which is the way I like to read stuff so I kind of did it that way um let's um talk about relationships a bit and kind of the significance of excuse me relationships to to you in your life and how they've impacted on you um, can you tell us how significant they are and the kind of the influences they've had? It's everything. I think everything in life is down to relationships. Again, I wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't have done any of the things that I've done in life if they hadn't have come from relationships. Uh, I came into the fitness industry originally, um, must be 91. Mm -hmm. I was living in Tunbridge Wells, so down in Kent, and I'd met in a nightclub <laughs> a friend who was a DJ, and he lived in Romford. Right. And in Romford, there was an industrial estate, and opposite where he worked, he sold audio equipment. Equipment. His friend, he said, oh, his friend's got a step studio. And I thought, what's step? Right. It's back when step rebot was. I had no clue. We didn't have yeah, it in yeah, Tunbridge yeah. Wells. Yeah. And I used to drive from Tunbridge Wells to Romford wow, to go and do a step class. And I thought, wow, it's like there was big warehouse. It was quite dark. It was like being in a club. Yeah. The music was pumping. It was the music of my DJ friend. So it was like, wow, this is the music that I love. Oh, this is great because I, I I always wanted to be a dancer and I didn't get into dancing school. I felt my physical and they said I was too big oh. to be a dancer. I don't think they could do that now. <laughs> but, um, I got through the audition but failed my physical, which, again, was the best thing that happened to me. But at the time, it was the worst. And I thought, well, this is as close to, you know, I'm still dancing around a step. Mm. Loved it. And I thought, wow, what? You can do this for a living and get paid? Man, this is it. This is what I want to do. Yeah. So, again, hold my hand up. It wasn't for other people. 
No, I, I originally I tried that. It was for me. <laughs> I, I get lost after the first routine. <laughs> oh, I love that. I was just in my oh, I was in my zone. I went off, to, uh, lived in Naples. Mm. Just went. I'm a, I'm a step instructor from London. I taught in Milan. I loved it. I just did it and did it and did it. Um, and when I came back to England in '95, I thought. Maybe I should actually get qualified in this <laughs> properly because back then, no, it was right at the beginning of the sort of industry, and um, yeah, things were very different. So then I trained for for my diploma in personal training and sports therapy, and actually did all all the fitness classes, joined Les Mills, did all of that. Mm. Um, so that came from meeting a friend in a nightclub, and mm. then this couple were amazing uh they were my absolute besties they were quite a bit older than me but I just loved what they were doing um so yeah I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that there you go just a chance meeting of somebody that lived quite away from me Mm. and I just went with it awesome so everything 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 comes out of um relationships well like I just said went to an event it wasn't the people at the event. I didn't get their package. Right. It was striking up a conversation in the break over a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And that led into that. So, yes, I think everything, everything is down to relationships. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they, you know, things, like you said, don't really happen without them. No, um, not at all. Positive. And not at all. Positive. But, uh, yeah, I'm... Um, and, and what are the kind of the significant relationships that you had in your life that maybe have shaped you as as a as a person? Again, just people that I've met, people that have um, introduced me to, to different things. Uh, I can remember being in. So I, I I call myself a student of the self development arena. Um, I was introduced again. I was introduced at a friend who, again, I didn't know anything about network marketing. And I wasn't very good at it back then because didn't do sales. Yeah. But I was interested by the company. Again, it was a health and wellness thing. And I used to go to the meetings and listen because I was fascinated about the science. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, somebody was speaking and they suggested three books Psycho cybernetics, think and grow rich, and who moved my cheese? So I I listened to them (laughs) and took action, bought them, read them, was amazed. Oh, you know, it's all about your thoughts. Okay. Now, if it wasn't for that, then I wouldn't have been interested. They suggested uh, doing an event, uh, going to their event, and it was Bob Proctor, Who Moved My Cheese? Uh, no, Who Moved My Cheese? Hold on. I'm getting confused. Bob Proctor, it was the Born Rich. You are Born Rich. Now, I'm sure <laughs> when I wrote down my goals that they were hoping it would be around me being successful in their business. <laughs> right. But it wasn't. And I've actually still got my workbook, and it said I wrote down um, I want my own studio, fitness studio. At the time, I was freelancing around London. Right. Uh, I wanted to own a house because I was in rented accommodation and I wanted a four by four. This was pre-climate change, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you have to get a hybrid one now. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, five years later, now I didn't really, you know, I, I did used to listen to, I loved listening to the, um, to, I had, that was cassettes back then, put a cassette in my car. Right. Now, we moved, I already had a four-year-old, and my best friend who I was living with came back from a holiday in Portugal. Her dad had just moved there, saying, oh, we should all live in Portugal. And I went, yeah, I'm up for it. <laughs> and... Um, and my boyfriend was a was also a he was a UK national trainer for Les Mills too, and he used to sort of travel away for the weekend anyway to 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 run the trainings. And it was like, well, I could do it from there. Mm-hmm. It's actually cheaper sometimes to fly him over to a a venue rather than get a train from London. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> right? So we moved out there we, without too much research mm-hmm. because we were listening to Bob Proctor and he said burn the boats you know if you got big gold burn the boats yeah. which we did I was seven months pregnant and a four-year-old and we drove out there very quickly realized there weren't enough gyms in the area to cope with two of us oh we're gonna have to start our own right. and I had a call with a coach from the Bob Proctor team Obviously, I, I recognise the call now, right? Selling us a five-gram product or whatever. Yeah. And Bob had just finished the filming of The Secret okay. and we'd pre-ordered it because originally it was going to be a, a documentary sort of series. Mm-hmm. So we got the original with Esther Hicks in. And he told me, he gave me one of the best pieces of advice he said, there's so much depth to that film. Watch it twice a day for a month. And my instant thought was, you're crazy. <laughs> That's a long film. Yeah. Twice a day. Yeah, I find and my instant. Once. <laughs> In total. I thought, you're joking. I've got a new baby. Yeah. I've got four, you know, the, the, the normal things that come up. I can't do that because I'm busy. I'm this, I'm that. Of course, I then listened to him. And again, I totally put that on the fact that we did end up having our own fitness studio. I wouldn't have done it without that. So we own FitBods. Um, We had it for eight years out there. Mm -hmm. And it was only in the end, and we did, you know, because the business did did well, we bought a house in Portugal on the back of that. And guess what I drove? Because the police stopped me in our English car. They said, you've got a Portuguese business. You can't drive an English car. And the reason there are so many trucks out there is to put a car through the business. You have to, it has to be, it has to be um, like either a van or, so we got a four by four. We had a Mitsubishi truck. So I got my four by four and it was only then. And I emailed this couple who had suggested these books to go. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> I've got a studio. I've got a four by four. I, got my, I did achieve those goals. I know it wasn't the, you know, still complete failure in that company. Um, But I did it. And that was the first realization that, oh, this stuff really works. Because mm. we did do it. But. That business was a bad business because it was built around us. It was me and him. Okay. So all the classes, right. we had 40 classes on the timetable wow. and it was, and it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't scalable. No. So, um, 
again, it's funny how it works. That's why your goals can change. You know, okay, we did get that goal and realise that, can we keep this up? No. <laughs> so, again, that that's, and again, I wouldn't have done any of that if that hadn't come from a friend's recommendation and listening to it, mm-hmm. being open to it. I think that's the that's taking the, action. Yeah, that's a key phrase, isn't it? Being open to it. I think that's a lot of the stuff. Again, when I work with my clients and people that I talk to, it's yeah, that's not going to happen, or I can't do that, or that's all. Like you said, a little bit of woo woo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, and in the beginning, it was when he mm. suggested watching mm. it twice a day. I thought you're mad. Mm. I haven't watched my fam- favorite film that many times. Like really? Yeah. And then I thought, hang on, you're where. You are. <laughs> We're in a foreign country. We literally are just getting by. Maybe, just maybe, I should listen. Mm. So thankfully we did. Mm. And like you said, that's all from these sort of relationships where people are, you're engaging with them, I guess, as much as they're engaging with you and they're being able to pass on this kind of sage kind of advice. But actually it's thing you didn't listen to the people that, drew you in in the first place you had your own ideas about what you wanted and I guess you just needed someone to guide you into a space where what you actually wanted to be your life was putting you in the right mindset to be able to achieve that yeah and I think I suppose I've always had a coach of some kind and I do think I think that we it's very difficult for some not all it was very it used to be very difficult for me to ask for help Mm-hmm. And I think all of those things, the realization of that, there's ugh, we all need help. Yeah. You know, to think that we can do everything by ourselves is crazy, really, and really no need. Mm. No, I got Because it would have taken a lot longer <laughs> and have been a lot harder. And again, you would maybe wouldn't have known either, right? You would have known what you wanted, but you wouldn't have known how to put yourself in the right space to get it. I yeah, mean, we don't know what we don't know. You've gone to Portugal if someone hadn't said, come on, you need to start taking chances and burn burn the boat. No. I, it's my friend. She didn't even go in the end. She went off around the world. <laughs> she came back to England. Well, for her, right? <laughs> uh, and so, again, like you yeah. said, you taking the chance, then you put on the seminar, you got the, the, the position at the radio station, and now actually you're, the radio station is yours. It's mine. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Life's funny how it turns out. But yes, none of it wouldn't have happened mm. if I wasn't out there speaking to people, meeting people and striking up conversations and listening or taking action on what they suggest. I think also something you said is that you're, you're putting yourself in a space with the right type of people as well. And you're going to these places where people are in a similar sort of mindset they're looking to move things forward in their lives or they've already moved things forward in their lives and there's a lot out there that we can take by was it they say you're the sum of the five people you spend most of your time with I mean and if you're with people that have no ambition no drive want you to stay in the sort of similar places you're never going to be able to reach the kind of things that you'd like to, to to do but putting yourself out there into a completely different energy um, and people that are already kind of on a similar kind of wavelength and same track as you. I mean, it's it must be really helpful. 
Oh, 100%. And that's what I feel I'm doing now. It's just uh, I'm sort of a little bit in awe of some, some people that I get an opportunity to speak to every single day. I get to speak to amazing people who are doing phenomenal things. And some of it's like a little bit over my my head. It's like, oh, wow. But it's, it's yeah, it's just opening everything up. Yeah. And, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's just wonderful to do what you love every day. It doesn't feel like work. No, no. Some of it. Some of the back end stuff yeah. feels like a lot of work. I, I try and find as many people to do that for me as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to. Again, you can't do it by yourself. No, exactly. Can't do it. I couldn't do the, all this by myself. No. I've got a wonderful team and they're helping me do the bits that I'm absolutely rubbish at (laughs) all the bits you don't particularly want to do yeah yeah Yeah. so thank you (laughs) um so if people want to find out a little bit more about what you do and 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 want to get in touch how do they reach out to you Karen uh simple karenrobertscoaching.com uh a lot of the stuff is on there if you want any info just fill out a form on there get in touch Great stuff. So if you want to reach out to Karen, find out a bit more about the radio station, the podcast network. If you're a coach or a therapist that would like to get on the directory, uh, appear as a guest sometime on our show, or maybe want to run your own podcast, through reach out um, and, and, and Karen will be able to point you in the right direction to help you to maybe reach some of those goals you're setting for yourself. Um, I always like my guests to leave the audience with a, either some words of wisdom or something you find as maybe a quote or something that's made the most difference to you in your life? Oh, God, there's so many. Oh, my goodness. Man can achieve what the mind can conceive. I think it's something like that. In other words, you can be, do, have anything you want. If you can dream it, if you can have a clear picture in your mind, then you can make it happen. Everything on this planet, everything man-made started as an idea. It started in the mind of someone, everything, every single thing. Everything in my house started as an idea. Somebody drew it out, put more energy into it, made it happen, created it, everything. So, and what what are we achieving? You know, there's, there's so many people creating amazing things and it all starts out with that but you have to do something with it yeah I think that's uh, it. it stays in the mind of the person it's yeah. it's not gonna do it's anything no, no good just sitting there keeping it to yourself and not doing anything about it no yeah. but we are we have so many thoughts you know and i think this is where people misunderstand the self-development arena you know, the law of attraction, I think they misinterpret it. Mm. So they think, oh, we've just got to ask the universe and it will come. No, it's a little bit more involved in that. But if you have, and I don't know, depends on who you listen to. I've heard, you know, do you have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day? I've heard it's millions or billions, you know, who knows? Mm. Um, But there's a lot. So, yeah, if you're just going to have one thought for a couple of seconds, over one thing no you're not going to really manifest it are you so it's i i'm a real believer in practicing meditation right focusing on stuff 
that you that that you want to do and yeah just you can you can be I do totally believe you can be do have anything you want but it takes you've got to do something with it (laughs) it can't just be a one-off thought one day and the next minute it's there it's got to be you know a focused thought I think that's exactly what your your story is isn't it and again that's significant of the relationship side of things too you said that you know you did it you had these ideas that you wanted to achieve you put them out into the world you took action but actually it needed some relationships along the way to help you to people to hear those ideas and know what you wanted to be able to help you to move in the right direction yeah nobody gets anywhere by themselves i'll challenge anybody bring me somebody that really you've got there by yourself no no we're healthy probably anyway (laughs) no thanks karen for your time today it's been a pleasure talking to you and find out a bit more about you um if you do want to reach out to karen just go to the website the uh that will be in the show notes um so do reach out um and i'll look forward to speaking to you again soon awesome thank you for listening please subscribe follow and review the show that is very much appreciated and please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy intimate relationships in your life i will leave you with this quote from carl bond although we can't go back and make a brand new start we can start now and make a brand new ending i look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the relationship guide